Y'all asked, so here are my answers. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am beyond excited to be in your ear holes today. This week's episode is a besties chat, though I did try to make it super informative as well. So besties chat is when they just like you and I are sitting down, maybe we were having virtual coffee on Zoom, and we're just talking about what it is like to be a business owner. And this week's besties chat is actually a follow-up to a podcast that we had episode 137, where I talked about the six things that I did to get to 10k plus sales a month in our courses. And one of the things I talked about was actually hiring a team, we talked about mindset, we talked about explicit, like really focusing on aggressive list growth. Um, and I honestly thought that you guys would want to know about the the list growth part the most. I did do for you guys to DM me over on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster, or send me an email. And hands down, I got more questions about having a VA and a team than any other thing ever, which was like shocking. Followed by mindset. So we'll definitely probably have a little bit more about mindset maybe in a month or so. We'll have another besties chat about it. But I figured maybe you guys, like a lot of us, tend to be solo entrepreneurs and you are hearing a lot of people talking about like delegating and all that stuff, but like you don't even know where to start or you're like me and you're were you thought you were, I shouldn't put that in there in parentheses, you were super perfectionist. And so you're like, I don't know, I don't want to hire somebody. And then what if they suck? And then I have to redo it. And now I'm out the money and I'm out the time and I look like an idiot. So we are going to address all of that. So these are all listener questions that I got around the topic. And I will tell them to you right after we thank our tool of the week. Hey besties, so we're going to go back to this episode in a second, but first I just wanted to let you know that if you never want to have your subscribers be annoyed ever again when your name pops into your inbox, even if you're asking for cashola, or maybe wondering exactly what my two-step process is for making sales every single day that literally have people thanking me for taking their money, yeah, that happens like every single day, or perhaps you're concerned that you're making one seemingly innocent mistake that is actually giving new subscribers whiplash from unsubscribing from your list so darn fast, then I want you to head over to katedoster.com forward slash class so you can register for this free on-demand training, Littlest Big Profits. In Littlest Process, I'm gonna take everything that we talk about here at Inbox Besties and crank it up to like a thousand so you can learn how to make a toe-curling income and impact that you crave from a micro-sized email list without feeling like a manipulative, money-hungry butt face. That's right, you're just gonna learn how to treat people like people and make your piggy bank smile in the process. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash class right now. It's okay, I'm waiting. Like, go ahead, click. Did you click? It's in the cover art, just click it. You'll get there. Your people cannot wait and neither can your wallet. So like I said, this is a variety of questions that we actually got. So you're going to hear me clicking around to them because I want to make sure that I answer everybody's. So this was the first one that I got and I was debating about the order, but I'm like, I'm just going to do the order that I got. So the first person asked, who should I hire first or how do I know 
what to hire, where do you find them, all of that. And that actually goes into somebody else's question with how did I find the people that are on my team, what I start out with. So what you should hire first. I really like utilizing the run like clockwork system for this. And I kind of wish that I had done it. And secretly, I think I actually did. And that is you need to find the thing that propels your business forward the most. So right now makes you say the most sales, what gets you the most audience growth, what is like the thing. And everyone sort of has that thing. And then I would love for you to hire around that. So say you have a podcast and that you get like a lot of listeners from it, or if you don't get a lot of listeners, when you ask people how they found you or bought from you, they say that it's your podcast. So we're part of the podcasting process is where you're the bottleneck that actually takes the longest for you. And then I would say hire somebody out around that if you can. So for us, when it comes to the podcast, and we're going to talk about what everyone else on my team does, the podcast does really, really well. That's how a lot of people find out about us. I'm the worst at creating blog posts. And I would just shove in the show notes that I made and put in the podcast player like I see other people do. That is horrible for traffic. And podcasts in general are not very searchable. So now I was cutting off another means of traffic. So I wanted to turn my blog, my podcast into blog post, and that took me absolutely forever. So I had somebody that she listens to the podcast. She does some late editing because you don't really need too much for this one. And honestly, I could do that on my own, but she's like, I've got to listen to the podcast anyways. I can do it. So she will edit the audio for the podcast, and then she will actually write a blog post that reads like a blog post and is not a transcription because transcriptions also do awful. So I would say what do you feel you're the biggest bottleneck around when it comes to this success? And where do you ultimately feel like you are drowning and try to hire around that? Some people, when they're drowning, they just want to hire a general VA, but then you're using all of your bandwidth trying to figure out what to actually have this person do. So say that you have pre-sold a course right now and it went really well and you have all these students, but you're also still making the content and you feel like you're dropping the ball somewhere. Do you need to hire somebody to be, um, you know, a coach for the group or to be an ambassador? I mean, obviously I know that you want to be in there, but you also want to make sure that people's questions are getting answered, you know, in a timely fashion, that sort of thing. Or do you need to, and this didn't even dawn on me um, until, <laughs> until a couple weeks ago, what part of creating that course is hanging up the most? If it is, you know, creating the slides, can you outsource somebody creating the slides? Meaning you go ahead, you create your outline, you do almost say like a podcast where you just talk over the audio and then someone else creates the slides. And then either you can mush the two together or you can re-record it with all of your slides done. Is it actually creating write-ups? Like that was for the longest time having write-ups underneath the videos and love your list. I had to have you do those because I just, I couldn't get around to it. So that's something just to think about. You want to make sure when you're looking at what to hire first, that you actually have a plan on how you're going to get back your money from it. I think that that's super, super important. I think while you can grow your muscles and say hire somebody on Fiverr to create you um, an infographic for Pinterest, those don't get clicks. They don't. They get shares, which honestly gets you nowhere. Like, let's just be real here. So that makes no sense for you to hire somebody to do that. It, it just doesn't. Um, <laughs> I, I hate to be that person. But if it's your first hire, I don't think that's a good use of your dollars at all. So hire to support that sort of key thing and where you feel that you're dropping the ball 
all around that and how you can make it better. And for some people, it really is that they just need somebody to like tidy up their inbox. Or if you already have paid products and potentially you have like a refund request and that really drains your energy, then maybe you hire somebody to do that. Don't be afraid to hire for one-off projects. Somebody had also asked where I found my team. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Some other places that you can find people to hire, whether it's for one-off or for an ongoing basis, because that's what a lot of general VAs who will pretty much do anything you throw with them, which can be nice at the beginning because you don't realize what you need help with until you realize you can delegate stuff, is something like freelancer.com. You can use something like Upwork. You can use something like Fiverr. Of course, you can go into Facebook groups. Those can be pretty overwhelming for people. You will get a lot of recommendations. I found in general, if you're going to find somebody in a Facebook group, you do tend to pay higher. So it's up to you if you feel like the quality is there or not. I will say if you are like, um, say you're running a lifestyle blog or say that you really want to be blogging, but you just, you don't have the bandwidth because you're taking care of clients, you're doing other things. I have heard really great things about if you need a content writer to go on problogger.com. Again, people, they have a variety of what they will charge for words. Be very, very specific. What I have found is when you're going to hire freelance writers, you usually want them to be knowledgeable of your industry. So I wouldn't just be like, hey, I want somebody to write my blog post. Is hey, I want a freelance writer who specializes in writing for health and wellness or mindness or all those sorts of things. And then it could be you dictate to them. It could be you outline to them. It could be you just let them go. You'll figure out where you want to be with that. Okay. So that answers <laughs> those questions. What should I hire first? Where did I find my team. So the very like first, first person I had hired, it was actually a recommendation from a client. It was somebody out of the Philippines. It did not work out. They were very, very cheap, but it was so much handholding that it was null and void. Like I would literally have to spend two hours to give her stuff that maybe took her two hours to do. It was just not there. Um, I don't think that I was really good at delegating. I was still really nervous. I was still a control freak. It just, it wasn't good. I have somebody who was actually a student in one of my Facebook groups, which sometimes you can do. And she is in charge of editing the podcast and she will create a actual readable blog post. I have actually tried to hire out that position a couple of times. And I just, <laughs> it's very, it was very hard for me to find someone who can capture my voice and who realized the difference between the flow of a podcast and the flow of a blog post. And there's still things that we're constantly iterating on, but I really do like her. I think that she does a good job. So um, I found her. She was one of my students. My main VA, my right-hand lady, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes, was actually recommended to me by actually the podcast editor slash blog post writer. I guess you would say she doesn't write blog posts. Like I don't give her like, hey, here's my idea. Go write this. It is she takes the podcast. She turns it into a real blog post. And the last person that we hired, we had actually looked for for a while, but myself and my right-hand lady, Abby, were just so overwhelmed when I got around to it. And we needed somebody to handle social media. And I actually ended up hiring a friend slash family member, which probably not the smartest move. However, I knew this person's work ethic. I knew what they were capable of. Um, everything had happened with Corona. And so I knew going into this, what the expectations were, that it was going to take a lot of time and it has taken a lot of time, no offense to them, <laughs> to actually sit down, train, and we'll talk about how we actually handle that because somebody asked that too, um, for them to get everything going. But now that we're getting everything going, it's a lot smoother. So one of my students, 
a recommendation, a recommendation, a friend and family member is how we found it. Realize when you are finding people offline, so say not in Facebook groups, that you can pay less because you just can, but you're going to have to spend more time training. But a lot of them have a lot of the employee mindset. I think what a lot of people are afraid of is that they hire somebody and then either they're steal their process and go run out and try to be a copycat, which I'm sure happens, not for me. And that, you know, are they sort of overpaying? So like I said, you will pay less if you're looking sort of outside of the Facebook realm, but you will have to invest more time initially in training. So you got to kind of weigh out the pros and cons. Somebody asked how, what, like what tools do I use with the team and how we actually train them? So the tools that we use right now are Trello. You all know I love Trello a lot. I have been stepping out a little bit and looking at some other systems because while we have it working for the team, I think I'd like to have a slightly cleaner interface. I'd like to be able to um, sort of type stuff and have actual documents and things. Um, I've been really kind of liking Notion a lot lately. We've been looking at ClickUp. Um, one thing that I really like about ClickUp is, you know, I can set, say, a due date for when the podcast goes live, and then it can automatically trigger who needs to do what and give them a signed due date. So like right now in Trello, it's annoying in our podcast board. I have to set the due date for when the post creator has to actually create the blog post by, which is a week ahead of time. And then like, I'll have to like go in and like manually change the due date to the show date and all that sort of stuff. So there's some little kinks with Trello that I'm not necessarily a fan of the sort of bigger that we are getting, but it has worked so far. It definitely worked when it was just me and one other VA. I think that that was fantastic. The other things that we use a lot, a lot, a lot are Loom. You guys have heard me talk about Loom before. That's how you can create free screencasting videos on videos of your face. So I've been doing a lot of those. We have them all stored on a Trello board. And then each sort of team member really has sort of their own native board for our new social media person, which we'll talk about, who was the friends and family hire. He has sort of his own unique board and container that has a lot of Loom videos and stuff so we can sort of see it go back and forth. Um, My main lady, um, Abby, she is sort of on our sort of bigger project board because she's almost, almost like a project manager. And then we have a podcast board where sort of everybody has access to that because it's a big thing that we circle around. We use Google Drive a lot. We use Dropbox for the podcast and for the audio. We use Google Docs a lot, Google Spreadsheets. So all of G Suite, super, super imperative. And WhatsApp app a lot. WhatsApp app is how we communicate. Abby is actually an expat who's over in Spain. And so it just works internationally. For my actual clients, I like to use Voxer. So I like having two different apps. One that I know is like internal Kate team and one that's like client outward facing. It just works for me. So those are the tools that we use. We use Loom a lot, Trello a lot, WhatsApp app, everything in the G Suites, and we use Dropbox. And I actually have a whole bunch of lessons in Trello magic, how you can use Trello with your team so it works for you. Like I said, I'm just, I'm testing out the waters, if you will, with other things. I haven't abandoned it yet. How much do I pay? That was the question that I got. I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) I know that sounds odd, but I don't want to like blow up their spot. So I figured I can sort of give you some ranges. When I hired somebody in the Philippines to essentially was like create pins and like follow people on Instagram, which we had no real strategy. So there was no ROI around it. It just, it was a waste of money. I'll be honest with you. It was like $5 an hour. I don't work with her anymore. So I can say that. Um, I do know that the person that had referred her to me was paying somewhere between three and four dollars an hour. Um, she, like I said, I don't know if she had worked for an agency, 
because it was a referral, I just dealt directly with the person. Again, she was super nice. Just I was not great at delegating. The podcast editor and the content creator, um, she charges the most per hour out of all of the people that we have on here because the podcast and the blog post are so important. I'm okay with paying that, you know, as long as deadlines are getting hit, you know, blog posts and things are getting done and they're well, but she's the one that would probably pay the most on the team per hour. Um, so just realize, like, say if you are a podcaster and you're looking to hiring editing service, usually writing a blog post isn't necessarily in there. And usually because they're a specialty, you are going to pay more for those things, video editors, things of those nature. Um, so you can expect probably with podcast editors and content writers like that, it can be anywhere from like 25 to like 50-ish an hour. The next person, um, like the social media person, it sort of depends on the hours. Again, because it's not such high level stuff, it's between, you know, 15 and 20-ish is what we'll pay. Um, when we were looking to hire people, a lot of people were quoting us like $35 an hour, um, we're having a hard time justifying that. I'm not saying that people aren't worth it. And I'm sure that they can probably pound out work with the best of them. But that wasn't what I had in mind for the type of things that we were doing. Because I didn't, like, I'm creating the strategy. I just need a worker ant. And I think that those people were specialty in the fact that they will create the strategy too. So that makes sense. But for us, it's just not what we needed. And then, like I said, my main lady, VA, you know, it's anywhere you're looking for general VA services. It's anywhere from 10 from the low end, which is usually going to be an offline person. I would say you're probably looking at about 15, um, upwards of 20. It just sort of depends. Do not overpay when you are first starting out because you feel like, oh, like, I know I want to make money, so I should overpay this person. If you are constantly worried in the back of your head, am I overpaying for this person or are they actually really worth the money? It's just always going to have bad, bad mojo behind it. It's never going to work. So those are just some ranges that you can see. Again, you can sort of Google things and ask, you know, you can look at other people's websites and sort of see what their going rate is. Um, as of right now, we don't work with a Pinterest agency or Facebook ad expert or any of that sort of stuff. If we ever decide to hire anybody for paid traffic, I'll let you guys know. We'll have a little update, but for right now, that's what we have. So what does my team actually do? What are some things that I can delegate? And then we'll wrap this up. I know this episode went really, really long, but I try I try to make it as useful as possible. So we're going to break it down by person. And I feel like I've talked about this before, but the podcast editor slash content creator, she will edit the audio to the blog post, excuse me, to the podcast and then upload it to Podbean. She creates like the little simple show notes that you see in your podcast player right now. Um, honestly, I could probably do all of that, but because she writes the bigger blog posts, she's like, well, I'm already doing stuff. I might as well do that. So she writes the bigger blog post. She makes sure that it is formatted. She adds the graphics, the SEO, and I have it all mapped out on a Trello card. So she literally just has to read it, check it off, read it, check it off. She also creates the main pin for a blog post. And then, so that's all that she does. Then we have the newest person who for a while we just called them Abby Jr. Abby is my main lady. We'll talk about her last because she does a variety of things. The social media manager or junior social media manager, his job right now is to create alternate pins. We are right now in the phase where we're just about out of the fact that I don't have to create the headlines because that's a bottleneck where he is getting used to the online space. He's getting used to our vernacular. He's getting used to Pinterest. He's really, really taken to heart Pinterest, Tailwind, all of that culture and staying really up to date on that, which has been huge. So he will create the alternate pins. He will make sure that that main pin that's on the blog post that our podcast creator creates, that that goes out. Um, 
in Tailwind. So the way that we have this right now, and it's always changing. And again, I'm not a Pinterest expert is we have the main pin in the blog post go out and then it gets shared through. We have group lists because we use Tailwind through the relevant boards. It gets pinned to one of the relevant boards once a week. So I think that there's 10 10 boards that it gets shared to because that's like the max that Tailwind recommends. So essentially it's going out for 10 weeks, that sort of pin. We have the second pin start up going through a very similar but slightly slightly changed order of um, sort of board going out publishing schedule. I don't know how else to describe it unless you use Tailwind. It's a board list if you use Tailwind. Um, and that starts two weeks after the first one. So A is still technically going out. And then B is how we refer to it. B starts going out two weeks later. C starts going out two weeks later after that. D starts going out two weeks after that. So like at one point, there will be in a given week, the same piece of content getting shared in all these places. So it, these just sort of trickle on to each other. So we just, just started that practice. They also create audiograms. So the podcast editor will pull out a clip from the show. Then he will go and use that audio and he'll create like those little graphics that you see. He'll post them on Instagram and on Facebook and he'll also create the captions. Sometimes I need to say them, although he's really, really quickly caught up on how to do those. He will also make sure that we are sharing pins from old blog posts and landing pages every single week in Tribe. So he has a system for that. Um, we just gave him access to like my Instagram stories. So you're going to see we're going to have more sort of branded Canva-esque stories to get thrown in there a lot. Um, we've had him test out, write some content. He was not a fan of that. But we're, we're sort of testing him in, in all of the areas to see uh, what he likes. When we had that major website glitch, he came in and did a lot of the cutting and pasting. I do think that we're going to let him a little bit more behind the tech. But for right now, it's a lot of social media. That's where he is. So in case you guys were wondering, like I said, creates alternate pins, create Facebook things, um, repurposing a lot of content, making sure like, you know, you can create a quote card from this particular podcast episode, sharing it with asking questions, all that sort of stuff. So we, myself, had to develop a social media plan for him to follow. He wasn't developing it. So the last person in this, give me last episode, the last part of this episode, because it was long, is Abby. She is my main lady. She is in charge of so many things. And I really do help with this episode. It can give you some ideas on like, oh, I didn't know that I could outsource this. So um, she is in charge of failed payments and refund requests. We have had a one refund request all of 2020, y'all. And that was because PayPal was messing up things with an international draw. So it was a PayPal issue. But She'll handle those if they ever come in. She handles failed payments, which we very, very rarely get on our payment plan for Love Your List. Very rarely. But she'll just kind of reach out to people. We really just check to see if people are okay. That's really my first inclination. And then it's to try to like figure out like, is it the card? Is it that weird international issue that sometimes we're having? She has that. Her big, big thing was coordinating our travel, which obviously got super put on pause in 2020. So I had a family trip. So she actually helped make sure that we had the airlines. Um, we had a travel agent to the hotel. So like she talked to the travel agent. She, um, you know, booked rides and stuff with us at Disney. She was in charge. I had several speaking gigs and conferences that I was going to in 2020 all of that had to get canceled. So I felt so bad, but she had put so much work in it. So she was in charge of the travel schedule, you know, making sure that I had the plane tickets, um, you know, looking at flights, hotels, all of that sort of stuff. The day is that. Um, a little bit of calendar management as well, sort of in there. What'll happen is the term that we use a lot is bottlenecking that we had talked about. 
from clockwork. And so if say I've been saying for a while that I want to like write an email or do a piece of content and it's the writing portion that's holding me back, I will just send her a message on WhatsApp app and she'll transcribe it for me. She recently wanted to start sending emails to my list for me after she transcribed them. (sighs) She does a great job, but I don't know how I feel about that. I like, (laughs) I just, I'm so protective of my list. When we are doing bigger projects that involve collaborators, guests on the podcast, which we've got one coming up soon, she will wrangle all the people, make sure that we have everything. Same thing, we're doing a summit, spoiler alert, in September. So she's helping with a lot of outreach with that as well. She will also research podcasts for me to pitch. So we have a criteria that I came up with. She'll come up with a list of them, kind of let me know a little bit about them. Then I'll go check them out and then I'll actually pitch them. She can set up Zoom meetings. Um, Something that I really love is we go live Fridays in our Facebook group and she'll tag people as I answer their questions. And also with my one-on-one clients, anytime we have like write-ups or action plans, she will write those up. I'll just dictate them to her. So yeah, Abby does a lot. She does a lot of proofreading too. Lots and lots of proofreading and just basically anything (laughs) that is a bottleneck she takes care of. She is the best. I call her my work wife. Um, At some point, maybe she might be in charge of contractors, but really she's just in charge of Kate. I think that the biggest thing when it comes to hiring anybody is that, again, you want to look at sort of that queen bean role. So that way you can look at what is the time suck? What do you hate doing? You know, if your Instagram isn't growing and you're not in the health and wellness space since that does really well on Instagram say you're blogging about blogging don't waste your time there um don't hire somebody out to go there guys just don't um look for them something else the main areas and they talk about this in clockwork for your business and they word them a little bit differently but honestly it's growth it's sales and conversions I count that as one and you've got like admin work and then customer slash student success. Those are the four areas. So I would love for you to sort of look at what kind of areas do you think are dropping the ball or really tanking you the most. And at some point, like I know when we first did our hire, it was everything I was sucking at. Really see which one you think is going to make the best difference and work from there. Usually with most people, they want to hire admin because it's super cool and that might be a problem. But when you actually sit down and look to see where our system's broken, it might be you're not getting enough people to your stuff. It might be that you keep on saying you're going to make a sales page, but you don't actually do it. So you've got to hire that out. So just sort of look to see where are those bottlenecks? Where are things broken? Realize that everything is going to take time. Realize you are always going to have growing pains and realize that, yeah, you might get some bad apples, but if you are clear with people, you almost over explain. I really love my checklist in Trello. It is ultimately going to be worth it in the end. So that is it, guys. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Like I said, it was definitely more of a besties chat, but I wanted to answer your questions about team and delegation and how we communicate and what they do. And I hope that this sparked some really great ideas for you. And I would love to know if you do end up hiring somebody or you say you already do have a VA, but you don't know what to have them do. And this episode actually sparked some ideas. Let me know over on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.